what you thinking, love? Yeah, you think we out smoking and drinking, love? Yeah, Pushing big whips, chains clinking, love? But y'all don't really know me like you think you know me. We know how you speculate. Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date. Claim we're early and be showing up extra late, love. But y'all don't really know me like you think you know me. They don't be saying that I'm humble, I'm hella nice. But that I've been approached to sign a rock a fella twice. They just tell you all the rumors they heard. And we laugh soon as you come and tell me like I'm Ellen Bryce. My group theory is that when you two cheer it, they try to bring you down to the level. Hey everybody, this is Amber. And this is Mike. And we are Culture Nouveau, the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, thank you. Um, if it's not your first time, I'm glad you came back. <laughs> yeah, so, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the support. We got a lot, a lot of support on episode one. That was really, really great to see. We're really appreciative and really humbled by everybody subscribing and sharing and Definitely. showing a lot of love and giving feedback. So that's awesome. Uh, we we are super excited to keep doing this, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's a lot of real, you know, love. It's not just you know we we're promoting a product and everybody says we're just going to do it. We've actually got people listening to our podcast and giving us feedback from topics we cover. You know, forty minutes into the podcast, so you can tell that's genuine love and support. So we I appreciate that. Um, it's something new for us. We don't have any you know, set amount of subscribers we're looking for. We just want the people to hear what we got to say. Um, you want the culture to be affected by it. So thank you again. Um, yeah, man, that's it. Um, you know, starting off, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was good. Pretty, pretty boring. Yeah. But... Mine was great because the Patriots lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, so, man. I'm, I'm beyond happy, you know, uh, me yeah, too. I'm happy. Let's, let's be real. Like the Patriots, they've, They've always been winning, and uh, we at times feel like the game is even rigged. How do you feel them. about the Patriots, honestly? Like, what is your feeling about them? I feel like they are like kind of America's team right now, mm. if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they kind of match the like vibe of, I guess. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I mean, just right. say it. Like honestly, like we, you turned on the screen, dude. And you, all right, I've never seen a football. We'll get to the game. By the way, we're going to talk about the game. Shout out to the Eagles. Congratulations to the city of Philadelphia. Um, you guys deserved it. But just, I was watching the game, and there was one scene they showed. There was a white quarterback, a white running back, a white fullback, <laughs> a white receiver, white tight end, and white line, bro. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I've never seen like I've never seen that before. So I was just like a little. Taken back by it. Um, taken yeah, I was taken aback <laughs> by it. Um, but yeah, like the game was great. Um, it was it was entertaining. There was no defense. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the analysis of the game. You know, right now I'll wait till a little bit later to get into more detail. But it was a great game. Um, entertaining. You know, um, yeah. I mean, outside of the game, the commercials were pretty hilarious. I I, I won't say that. You, I'll let you go talk about the commercials because. I got something to say about the commercials. Oh, boy. Well, the commercials were cool. I mean, mostly forgettable. The first commercial they had yeah, was, like, man. super depressing. It kind of reminded it? me of last year. I, I don't remember the commercials from last year, but I remember thinking, like, wow, these are some really depressing commercials. Yeah, so the first commercial, I guess it was showing, like... Um, Bro, can, can, I, can I narrate it and tell you what it was? Sure. All right, so we're watching the game. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're watching the game and it's like, oh man, first yeah, drive. Yeah, like you're revved up, like you're revved up for the game. And the first commercial that comes on, it just shows these, you know, kids, these cute kids with like no um, legs and missing arms, limbs. Bro. And that just like made me so sad. Like I was so sad. And I'm really like sensitive and emotional about that stuff. And I was like, wow, like really? This is what they're doing during the Super Bowl? So that kind of threw me off, but... How about the MLK commercial that was... You scored that? How'd you feel about that? Oh, I... That was for the culture. Yeah, right. No, yeah. They had they had Dr. King selling Dodge Rams. Was it Dodge Rams? Yeah. That was Dodge wild. Rams. He was... <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> was that was it? so inappropriate. I didn't understand what the problem was. They were saying, you know... You didn't see anything problematic? I did. I mean, I get it. The fact that they're using Dr. King's it. voice to sell it. you Dodge Rams? Like, really? I don't think Dr. King, like, Bro. spoke <laughs> to sell Dodge Rams. It was, that was wild. That was so wild. That, that was, as they were saying on Twitter, that was really, really tone deaf in this climate. It That was weird. Yeah, well, anyway, I mean, outside of that, it was cool. Commercials aren't like they used to be. Like, I mean, back in the day, it was like... The Doritos commercial, like a Coca Cola commercial, the Budweiser, Budweiser with the, the frogs. Those, no, those are my favorite. I love. Weren't they frogs? The toads. Budweiser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were. I love those commercials. Yeah. The best commercial was Odell Beckham, and yeah, that was, that was that was that funny. was funny. That was real funny. Yeah, that was a good commercial. Um, they had a commercial, and I saw nobody on Twitter talk about this, unless I missed the it. Because, yeah, because we yeah, um. That was- we, we paused the game um, for a second during halftime show, so I guess maybe I was a little behind on Twitter, but I didn't see anybody talk about uh, the Proz commercial, which was advertising Blackture, which seems like a site or a, uh, a place, I guess, where black culture would be... Mm. Um, Sounds familiar. Hey, pro, hey, Proz, man, you're stealing our idea, man. Honestly, nah. <laughs> no, like, it's, nah, it's a good. It's, it's, it's a good. I'm not going for it. It's nah, good. Let's link up. Let's, let's link up. I definitely. Don't I don't even know Proz was still in the country, man. I, don't don't disrespect my Haitian people. Please. I didn't mean like that, don't, like because he was disrespect. Haitian. No, I see, just meant like see? I didn't say that. I didn't say like he was Haitian. Why would he not be in the country? He, I haven't seen him in a while. Okay. He looks like he's been up to some anyway. That I think that's super dope that they got that spot. You know, it was obviously something. Um, pro black, so yeah. It was yeah. Good. Hey, pros, cool. what's up? Like, shout I out think- to Black Shirt. We're going to do some more research on it. We looked it up last night. We you know once we saw the ad, you know, to see what the website was. Um, and they have a countdown on there. So yeah, I mean, look into it. I think it's blackshirt.com If you guys have any, you know, time or free time, take a look at it. Um, yeah. So the game was great. Um, you know, another game, great game. Hey, I predicted. The score last podcast, last episode, it wasn't, and it wasn't that, but was it not very close? It was close. That was I pretty give you close. That. that was good. Hey, and I what, know what, my stuff. You know your stuff, right? <laughs> Who plays for the Eagles again? Oh, don't, now we're <laughs> doing <laughs> this. <laughs> but look, all right, so the game was good. Commercials were right, um, but let's talk about it. Um, Justin Timberlake, um, you know, looking online, social media, a lot of back and forth, a lot of you know support, a lot of hate for him. Um, I'll start from just the performance itself. How did you feel about the performance? It not, was cool. Not Justin Timberlake, just the performance itself. It How was you... cool. I mean, I, I like Justin's music, so I was singing along, but it was cool. Um, he could still move and all of that. It wasn't Beyonce, but... Jeez, man. Come on. It bro. wasn't. It's not supposed to be Beyonce. All right. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. The Prince thing. How was that? Did you like that? I think 
Okay, so that's where it gets a little a little hairy, I guess, because I it's not it's not a secret, I guess, that Prince really wasn't fond of Justin Timberlake. He mm-hmm. also stated for like quoted that he did not want a hologram of him. He said that. And no, they didn't do a hologram. They did like a video screen, I guess, of him uh doing uh, I will die for you. Yeah. Um, I think they had to honor him. I just think it's, I don't know. I just think it was weird. The whole thing was weird, and it seemed like a lot of people were upset that Justin was honoring him, I guess, because Prince just was not a fan of his. They also said that Justin Timberlake dissed Prince at some point in his career. Yeah. I don't, yeah, so I, I think it was kind of weird. But it's like, do you not honor Prince at the same time yeah. in Minnesota? I don't well, know. I mean, it opens up to a more bigger, a bigger question. Um, like, how do you feel about Justin Timberlake in general and his place in our culture? Just to you know, hmm. how do you feel about him? Let's just rewind and start from the beginning to where you, because I know you voiced your opinion about him, and I'll let you talk about it. Um, tell me about how you feel about Justin Timberlake. Okay, so I, as a kid, like of course I loved NSYNC and I loved Justin Timberlake and all of that and as he grew to be a solo artist um or towards the end of the NSYNC days I was definitely a fan of the R&B sound I think it just fit Justin really really well um I've been a fan of Justin I love Justin like through Future Sex Love Sound so that album was phenomenal but after that I don't know like once he started going on like the acting tip and kind of being like this big Hollywood star, mm-hmm. I feel like he was still like very much like involved in the culture, doing collaborations with Jay Z. But I just don't feel like he's really about. Oh man, it's really hard to explain. Like I just don't. I'm not convinced he's really about the culture. Like when it comes down to issues or things having to do with the culture, I don't really see Justin Timberlake present. Like I see him singing R and B music. I see him doing cool stuff. And very trendy stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't see where Justin is like an ally for you know. Well, which, well so let me play devil's and advocate. I, and though. I honestly feel like okay. To be honest, I feel like ever since the whole Janet thing at the Super Bowl, I've been looking at Justin funny. I'm sorry, he let her hang out to dry, get, get all like the criticism for that whole performance, like he wasn't there, and he just continued to be like beloved by everybody in America. And then Janet was like this whore. But here's my thing, though. Okay, but here, like, here, come on. and oh, and I can't. I'm not gonna disagree with you saying. I, I feel you now. We'll get back to it, but. A lot of people say that, like, oh, man, Justin Timberlake, he did Janet Dirty, right? Played all his songs since then. They played My Love since then. They played Cry Me a River since then. Like, you mean the people saying that? I'm just that? saying people say that. It's like you, people will critique it and be like, man, fuck Justin Timberlake, right? But then you you buy his product. So what does that I say mean, about... Hold up, Because Hold up, because <laughs> this, this is what I want to know as just... Regular Mike. Okay. Why do people always want to critique somebody and say, oh, man, he don't do this for us. He don't do this. But then you sitting there supporting his product. Okay. First of all, that's like a huge trend in our community, I find. Like, people still supporting R. Kelly. And now watch your mouth. <laughs> he I'm didn't now watch your mouth. Like, I know. On, okay. Right? We, R. Kelly made great music. Very talented. He's a, what has he done legal, though? Say, no, I'm playing. Go ahead. Okay. So... I, I just feel like that is a problem. Like people, people have like short term memory. Like they just. But he's all he's us though. R. Kelly, I, for Justin, 
I don't know. I, I think the past, like, if you've already liked the song or you've already enjoyed the music, like, you can't erase that. But I just feel like moving forward, I do feel like people looked at Justin funny. And I really wasn't a fan of suit and tie either. So there's oh, that. That's your, that's your, uh, yeah. That's your closer. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just my issue overall. Just not with Justin, but a lot of these artists that we have to where. I won't compare him to a Taylor Swift or nobody like that because Justin, you know, his roots are in like blues and, you know, hip hop type of culture. So like, and he's talented. He can dance. He can sing. You know, he can write music. So he doesn't just use us and then leave and then go and make a rock album and then, you know, forget all about us just to get on. So like Miley Cyrus. Like, yeah, like Miley Cyrus. So Justin, man, I feel like this whole Janet thing got blown out of proportion. I do think that he did do her dirty, but again, he just, he did her dirty. Like he he had to look out for himself. I feel like if he, if that was a black dude that did that, if, all right. If Justin Timberlake was black and he did that to Janet Jackson, would we feel the same way about him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like I do feel like because he was this white man yeah. standing with a black woman who was exposed to the world in that way, and then when it came down. To having a, an explanation, and he kind of was like hands up, like, "Oh, I don't know what this is about. I have nothing to do with it." It was a slap in the face, and this is somebody who's a legend. Can I ask you a question? Before Justin, you know what I'm saying? She's like very revered, period, by everybody, not just black people, white people, like by everybody. So I think to treat somebody who's a legend, you look up to Michael Jackson, Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake, and to to treat. Uh, one of the Jacksons like that. I just thought it was a slap in the face. And I don't think he ever made up for it. That's the whole point. I don't ever feel like he was just like, yo, like I did. That was messed up. Like I was immature in the situation or, you know what? We both were on stage together. We could have taken responsibility together. Whatever the case may be. I don't remember all the details of what happened. That was so long ago. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the way he moved was funny. He He was you. moving funny. And that really is... What it came down to. So does he get an invite to the cookout? Not my cookout. Our cookout. I mean, just... Nah. He don't get an invite for the cookout? Nah. He's just nah. Sick. Some people might invite Justin to the cookout. I'm just saying, my personal cookout. I, he ain't with it. Nah. So, all right, so we can't listen to no more Justin Timberlake then? That's not what I'm saying, though. I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like, I don't understand how people, like, will critique and say... Especially when it comes to our culture, right? Like they'll be like, "Nah, he did this. I can't believe he did that." But you, su- you continue to buy his. Not say you I buying buy it. Anything. I'm saying you continue to support his music. So it's just like, at what point do people be like, you know what? Fuck that. That was wrong. I'm not supporting nothing that nigga's doing going forward. Period. I don't even care if I like it. I, I don't even care if I like- okay. But here's the thing. I think that there's levels to that. Now, if he was like a murderer, rapist, or something like that, I think that's where certain lines are drawn, certain places. Like because he mm-hmm. did Janet wrong, I he just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Does it mean you. I'm not gonna sing a Justin Timberlake song? No, absolutely not. I'm just saying. He's not getting invited to the cookout. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. Well, that was our Super Bowl coverage presented <laughs> by Amber. Um, so, yeah, Justin Timberlake, I mean, you know, in closing on Justin, I think he's a great artist. I, I like him. I mean, I agree with Amber. I feel like he, he uses us a little bit just to get on. But, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm saying, I don't did he bring the clips out no, for no, the but, Super Bowl? No. I ain't seen Eclipse. The, I'm the, joking. The, I'm no, joking. No, has, has Pusha T seen his brother? Like, where's where's Malice been at? But no, nah, like you know, 
we want we expect more from these celebrities that use our stuff or use our culture but i don't know why we do that it's like because you know they're not going to represent like they're not all going to like look out so it is what it is i mean well that i mean but that that's it's similar to like that you see that so often though like we're talking about justin timberlake but it's like everywhere when you're talking about and you know this is culture nouveau we're, we're having this podcast and having this platform that we want to grow into something bigger to discuss things concerning our culture and when we're talking about the culture we do see our culture black culture hip-hop culture has been spread worldwide like when hip-hop was created nobody think thought it was gonna last that long it was just an art form that mm-hmm. you know was of that time can i ask you and a question it's, and it's expanded you know beyond its years beyond um this country it's worldwide so we see the culture spread to everybody and i think that's where things get um it gets interesting because we talk about people using the culture to get on or whatever. And we mentioned Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift or the Kardashians or people like that. And it does become a sensitive topic. Is Justin, you can, or not Justin Bieber, um, is Justin Timberlake, do you consider him an R&B artist? He's a pop artist okay. who implements R&B in his music. So what genre of music would you call that, pop? Yeah. Okay. Just asking. Um. Well... Speaking of culture vultures, because that's what Amber called Justin Timberlake on Wax just now. It's like, no, nah, she didn't. But um, Kardashians, what's going on? Yeah, what's what's going just, on with uh, them? What's yeah, new with them? that's what I was just getting to. Um, I mean, well, Kylie Kylie had a baby. And I'm, I usually, I have like a love-hate with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I really can't stand them. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Um, People were suspecting that Kylie was pregnant for the longest time. I think everybody kind of knew. And she came out yesterday announcing that she had a baby on February 1st with Travis Scott. And I think it's a baby girl. Yeah. And um, I think the way she did it was not expected from that family. Um, She pretty much came out with a statement first saying she wanted to keep the pregnancy to herself. She didn't want everybody to go on that journey with her. It was something she wanted to keep private. Mm -hmm. She's young, and this was her first pregnancy, so she really wanted to enjoy it. And I commended her. And then she came out with this video, and it was funny. Like, on Twitter, people were tweeting, like, oh, I don't care about the Kardashian pregnancy or Kylie having a baby. And then after the video, everybody's like, oh, my God, like, this made me cry or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry. But it was really beautiful. And it was cool. It was cool. So congratulations to Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. Well, let's rewind just a little bit. We can stay on that Kylie topic. Um, It's similar to the Justin Timberlake topic. You know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about Kim Kardashian. Me and you were talking about Kim Kardashian, the hair braiding thing. Um, And it goes kind of in line with my opinions on Justin Timberlake it's like to where they don't know no better right as far as what not to do what to do so wait okay just to rewind because I think so you're tying in the Justin thing I I didn't want to get I didn't want to get on this high note of the baby first I want to talk about Justin and then talk about the Kardashians a little bit before I talk about this Travis Scott whatever he decided to do with his career just now um Real quick, just on the Kardashians and Kylie and, and as a whole, I don't think they see themselves as Caucasian, honestly. 
I disagree I, with that. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> they know they're white. I know, but they know. The that. reason why I say that it's not they know they're white, but it's just the. And I don't want to make this about race or anything like that because that's not my goal. But it's just their movements and the way they act. Whether it's they date nothing but niggas, they date nothing, they they wear nothing but hip hop fashion. Um, I ah, man, I don't want to go there. Go ahead, you talk. I don't want to go there. I'm good. Okay. Um, anyway, congrats to Kylie Jenner <laughs> and uh, Travis Scott. Um, Travis, what are you doing, man? You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. No, let me let me talk my shit for a minute, Travis. Right. You know, you're my guy. You're you know, I, I I've been rocking with you from since day one. Um, you know, hey, you, you can have a baby. You can go, you know, have unprotected sex and have a baby. I get it, man. You know, it happens. But um, you know, you're at the peak of your career, man. Like you, you're riding high, and I'm praying that. For your sake, you don't get caught up and just get comfortable and get lax with that Kardashian curse, bro. Because if you look at the track record, you have the most talent out of all these knuckleheads, whether it's Lamar Odoms, the Tigers. Yeah, yeah the... he's not more talented than Kanye. But they all lame, man. Let's be real. James Harden's lame. Uh, Lamar Odom is just straight shot out. He's smoking crack out some. That's crazy. Um, Tiger, who else we talk about? Um, French Montana, Tristan Thompson, bro. These, like, all these people are just weirdos. And I hope that Travis Scott continues to be La Flame and just continues to, to shit on niggas. That's all I want. That's all I hope for for his music because I'm about the culture, man. Nook's about the culture and I'm about the Listen, music. Listen, he, he's going to stay La Flame. He just had baby La Flame. It's, it's fine. It's all good. Quit calling him baby La Flame, bro. <laughs> baby La Flame. Baby Spark. Um... Yeah, but that was it. Um, congrats to Kylie. That was a great video. I'm glad she did it the way she did it. She didn't just come out and, you know, sell this video. She could have probably sold this to to, um, to E Channel. And they could have had like a, a 60 minute documentary on on the pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? She, I mean, the, we the still fact might that she, get that, yeah, but. I mean, she still might get it. But the fact that she just released that to provide, you know, her fans or just the people, you know, in general, just to have a you know a little view of her life, that was pretty dope. So I, I commend her for that. Um, last but not least, Raven's fucking Simone. <sighs> Amber, I don't know. You talk about it. I right wanted now. to talk about it, but I don't even feel like talking about her. Raven Simone is idiot. like irrelevant, dude. Like I, every time I see her, I just be like, yo, like, really? Like, yeah, she, she's, she's whack. What can you elaborate a little bit of what happened? And just so people don't think we're just talking about Raven Simone for no reason. Well, she reposted a post that somebody posted on Instagram or wherever it was posted. It was a picture at the Rock Nation Grammy brunch, I believe, is where the picture was taken. And it had, like, Hove, Nas, T.I., like, a bunch of, like, hip-hop people, Diddy, uh, you know, a lot of... T.I. Yeah, uh, just a lot of rappers. What's so funny about T.I.? No, it was just funny. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, a bunch of uh, moguls or rappers or whatever you want to call them just at the Grammy brunch. And it was basically a post that somebody posted saying, oh, man, I'm going to misquote this real bad. But the, the gist of the post was, oh, we have all these men that people revere who um, have brought nothing but negative light to black people or to our culture by degrading women and 
uh, talking about drugs and pimping and um, all this stuff. Like, it was just so stupid. And then she reposted it, like, basically agreeing with what the post said. And it was just like, yo, you missed the whole point that these people came from nothing. They became something. I think it's so stupid that we even have to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. She's out of touch. She's pretty much always had money. She doesn't... She's not part of that. So I, I feel like feel however you want to feel, Raven Simone. Kick rocks, Raven Simone. Honestly, kick rocks. Like, you definitely aren't getting invited to any cookouts or any spades, games, nothing, bro. You, you, It's a wrap for you. Yeah. You're, it's a wrap for you. So go on about your business. Um, and we wish you the best of luck on your little cameos on Blackish, bro. That's all you're getting out here. You're disgusting. You look disgusting. Oh, all right. God. All right. No, no, I, no. Like she just. Ugh. Anyway, and that's nothing to do with how she's, how she looks. She, she never mind. <laughs> And she looks disgusting. It has nothing she makes to me do sick. with how she looks. Um, she's just anyway, she's whack. Yeah, Moving anyway, on. she's she's whack. But um, well, what are we talking about next? What you want to talk about? Um, let's let's switch gears. That was like all the current events nonsense yeah. that I could take. Um, oh, hold up, no, the flu shot. What's up with the flu shot? What's going on with the oh, flu that shot? That is man? part of current events. We got You know, we're going to do this every well, week. Not we're going to cover the flu shot. Well, the flu, really. Well, let me just tell the people. You know, we're not going to just spend the whole podcast talking about current events. You know, every week we want to try to just cover like you know the first segment at least, just talk about current things going on that for the past week we may have missed or you know something to talk about. Um, the flu is crazy. Um, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, the flu is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the flu is crazy. <laughs> nah, it's not even funny. It's really serious. Oh, it is serious. The flu, <laughs> the flu is crazy. Like, no, all right. So you know, not to be funny or anything like that. The flu and the flu shot and this whole thing going on, um, it's pretty serious. I know down here in Atlanta, uh, one of the hospitals, there's been about. Four or five kids that have just died from from the flu yeah, flu related symptoms, very, very man. Sad. So it's serious, and you know myself having kids, it's it's kind of scary. You know they get sick every week, so when you hear they got a cold or something like that, it just you know it makes me a little nervous. But um, I'm not a fan of the flu shot. I just think it's, it's BS. My mom, you know, she she's told me about it. You know, she works in the pharmacy, so she's elaborated on how it works. But um, just stay safe, man. Wear a mask, I guess. I don't I don't know how you prevent yourself from getting the flu because what they're saying is that it's not just one strain it's just like they got so many strains out there and it's that one particular strain is the one killing people you know what i mean so i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really like the news so i don't follow i'm gonna be completely like it and the irony behind not liking the news is that i my background was in reporting at once upon a time no plug my background was in reporting once upon a time, but I think that kind of turned me off to the news in general. I really don't care to watch it. I think it's, it is what it is. Like the flu, like this strain and that strain and the flu shot and the flu shot's not covering this strain, but it's you covering feel that it's strain. You feel it's propaganda? I, I think so. a lot of it is propaganda. I feel like every few years there's some kind of thing that's taking a bunch of people out, period. So I don't, you know, all you, for me personally, like, I try to stay prayed up, you know, and that's pretty much it. Like, what, what is, what, like, keeping your eyes glued to the news and following what the flu is doing to people going to do for you? Know you know how brainwashed people are? Like, they could call this disease, like, it's probably not even a flu virus, but they just call it the flu because it's flu season. If they call it just, like, 
I don't know, wild turkey syndrome or something like what that. What was it? They had the birth flu before. But I'm just saying, what I'm trying to say is that, like, the, the media creates this, like, panic. But yeah. when you say it's the flu, it keeps the, the population controlled because, oh, it's just a common flu. People just so happen to get sick. But when you give it these weird names and crazy names, like, panic ensues and people start losing their damn mind. So, good job, media. You did it again. Everybody's losing their mind. I uh, mean, we know that it is killing people, so it's not to downplay anything that's happening to anybody or anybody who's being affected by it. I don't think but it's my whole thing is that I can't, like... I don't even know how people are getting it. I don't know how it's spreading to some people. Like, people in families are getting it, and, like, one person dies, but the rest of the family is okay. So I don't really know how you prevent yourself from getting it, except they're saying get this flu shot, which to me, eh, I don't know about that. I never got the flu shot. Knock on wood, like, I'll be okay. But I don't know about all that. So yeah. I'll pass. Yeah, I'll pass I'll on take that, my too. chances. Um... This is starting to sound like a This Is Us episode, and it's getting very sad. So we're going to go <laughs> to the next topic here. Um, let me ask you a question. What's up? Who would you say is the best rap group of all time? Oh, I already know where you're going with this. Not the Migos. Well, who, uh, not the Migos, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but apparently the Migos, I think it was on one of those, I think it was on Big Boy's radio station out in Cali, said that he or they are the best rap group of all time. Uh that's like I don't know Steph Curry saying he's the best basketball player of all time. I mean, like it's no. ridiculous, man. Like, not even. I mean, Steph would be wilding for saying that, but not even. The Migos are great now. I don't even know if they're the best rap group now. Are they? Who do you think is better, Migos or Ray Schremer? Oh, right. I mean, Migos are better right now because they're they're just the hottest. I mean, out of quality of music and. Quality of music. Quality of music. And I, this is all subjective. You could say the Migos. I won't argue with you. I mean, I like Ray Schremer, so a lot of people probably haven't listened to like Ray Schremer's albums, but they're, I mean, they're good. You know, the first one was dope. Um, I just think the Migos, they put out so much work. It's just like you're forced to just like consume it and like them. Um, it's, I'd say the Migos right now because I haven't heard a Ray Schremer album or a track in a couple of years, honestly. So That's fair. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So the, the days of the rap group have, have died off due to, I don't know, egos or what it is. It's but this. the kicker is they're not even saying that they're the best rap group. They're saying they're the best group ever. What you mean, like, including, like... The Beatles, like, everybody. They're saying no they're the best right, group the, ever. Let's just stick to rap, because you know sw- they're well, talking Well, I don't want to misquote them, but I'm pretty sure that's what they, they said were the saying. Best. Well, it's to say, it just assumed they said the best rap group of all time, because no damn well they're not the best group of all time. <laughs> like, you ever look at these niggas? Like, look at these. Look how they showed up at the Grammys, bro. They showed up, like... Drip. I ain't drip, bro. They look like fucking. <laughs> Leave them alone. Anyway, but um, yeah, they said they're the best rap group of all time, and apparently, um, you know, it caught the ear of one of the best rappers of all time, Lazy Bone. <laughs> who, <laughs> Lazy Bone had a severe, he had a pretty you know big big issue with it. So him and um, one of the best managers of all time, Whack One Hundred. Who for some reason is always on Instagram, and I, I guess that's the games manager and um, Ray J's man. I don't know, bro. I don't even know who Whack One Hundred is, but I know he's whatever. And they're going back and forth, and Lazy Bones on one of his manic states talking crazy, and then Whack One Hundred saying it's it's not Bones, not Street. Listen, man, the best rap group of all time, in my opinion, is I know who you're gonna say. Who am I gonna say? Three Six Mafia. Uh, listen. 
You're a three. Don't get listen. No, we're going. Actually, you know what? We that's a segue. We could have used that for one of the topics we're going to cover. We can, we can but cover no, that I, another we'll get, time. Get, no, we'll get into the that. greatness that is three six greatness. Mafia. That's a whole episode. You that love three six mafia. We'll have five listeners for that episode, but everybody that fuck with me will fuck with it. But um, who? All right, the best rap group of all time. Who do you think the best rap group of all time is? Rap group. Rap group. Who are the rap? Like honestly, I'm now, not even. Dipset to... is a is that a rap group? A hundred percent. That's a rap group. The Diplomats. Diplo- okay, yeah, they yeah. put out no, you're albums right, you're right. together. Al- mean, all right, yeah. Outkast is the best. Is right? Outkast the best rap group ever? Who you want to say? NWA. No. Who? I mean, I can't say NWA because here's how I would judge it based off of the impact they've had and the, and the influence they've had on, you know, future generations and also well, just are they still relevant? Like, are you still listening to their music today? Well, then in that case, yeah, I guess I would have to say Outkast. I can't think of many groups, honestly. If you're talking about influence, 100%. Outkast has 100% influence. Bone? Honestly, like, no jokes aside, like, Bone should be considered like one of the best rap groups of all time, though, right? I think Bone, Thugs, and Harmony is great. Yeah. I think they're I think they're up there. I mean, when you're talking groups, there's not that many rap groups to begin with, right? That's true. So I think Bone Thugs and Harmony would be up there. Fucking I think their though. flow has influenced the way people rap now. Honestly, so the the, the gall of Lazy Bone to even sit here and just talk about like he's like who are you, bro? Like you ain't even like the main dude in Bone. Like why are Who's you even the talking? Main bone Thug then. There's a lot of bones. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, I don't know, Crazy Bone, man. Shit. You just pulling names out the hat, bro. You don't even know the difference between Lazy Bone and Crazy <laughs> Bone. <laughs> Dude, they don't know. I don't know. You're trying to play Lazy Bone and then <laughs> Crazy Bone one up on him. What is that? Hey. All right. Anyway, (laughs) whack 100, have a seat, man. Lazy Bone, have a seat. Everybody have a seat. Relax. The Migos aren't the best rap group of all time yet. That remains to be seen. Everybody relax. All right. Um, Yeah, well, speaking of, you know, 90s and rap groups and, man, things that, you know, I, I haven't made any comments on it and it's, you know, it really hurts my heart to even talk about it, but this Martin reboot that is in the works, supposedly. Um... Amber, just you go ahead and I'll just follow your lead, please. Wow. I saw that they are doing a Martin reboot. And you would think my initial reaction would be like, yo, that's super dope. But I'm kind of like rolling my eyes. And the reason why is the history (laughs) of Martin. And you have a couple years on me, so you probably remember this better than I would. But... You can delve into yeah. why 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 did Martin end in the first place? Uh, well, I mean, there were rumors saying that Martin and Gina had some issues, like some harassment issues or something like that. Martin was acting crazy, and it just the cast like kind of like was having some internal issues. So, as you can see, as the seasons progressed, season four, season five, it was just dumb, and like they were filming in different scenes all the time, and it was just weird. And then that last season, when like Gina and Pam were working in a record. Like label or some shit that was crazy retarded. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it was bad. Um, but yeah, my my opinions on this is no. Um, I seen Martin lately and he looks crazy as hell. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say facts. Martin is my favorite comedian of all time. Like I've sat with my boys, 
numerous times and just we, I, I use Martin one liners like all the time. I could just say a line from a Martin episode and then you know what I'm saying my boy would like finish it off. But like seeing how Martin I've seen him at award shows, like something ain't there with that guy, man. He looks like he, He's acting like early Muhammad Ali stages. You know oh what I'm saying? God. Honestly, and I ain't trying to sound cruel, but he seems like that. And no, it hurts, okay, and it hurts I'll me agree. To see. I agree. Hold on, the hold last on. time I've seen Martin, he did look He looked crazy. Off. But Gina looks crazier, honestly. Like, I've seen he her. Is. She was performing. Um, She had a music video. She was looking nuts, man. And I was like, damn, Gina. No pun intended. <laughs> that was that was dope. That was pretty dope. Um, oh I was like, God. damn, Gina. Um, And then Tommy, he's dead. Yeah, let's talk about that because I first of all, first of all, let's rewind a little bit. Do I think there should be a Martin reboot? No. I don't know what the problem is with people not being able to leave good things in the past. This is 2018. Yeah, I don't want to see a bro. Martin reboot. I I because they're not the same. Now, if they were the same and had the same energy and the same chemistry, Hundred percent. I wouldn't knock it. We already know that this chemistry is not the same. It seems a little forced. Um, they like you brought up. There were allegations in the past about sexual harassment or whatever. And the irony that sexual harassment claims are flying left and right these days. That you know, Tisha Campbell would do a Martin reboot after making those allegations. I don't know if it's a money thing or whatever the case may be. I just don't think it's a good idea. Tommy ain't around no more. I just, I, I, it's just that it wouldn't be it right. Yeah, leave it, it in the past. Be, but right. it's like you know, it always is what always happens with our people, man. We always go reaching for a check. Like it's like if they come with the right bag, they're gonna sign up for it. And it's like they don't even have any care about the legacy of it. Now, I hope. Martin would be like, you know what? Nah, that was like something that, like to this day, is considered like one of the best sitcoms of all time. Let's not even touch it 100%. because. Do you remember that second season of Chappelle Show? Whenever he didn't, he wasn't on there, and like they came and it was like uh, Ashley Larry and uh, Charlie yeah. Murphy. Like it was like, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't right, and it's just like leave it alone. Leave a you know classic, what I'm saying? If y'all want to do something, have like a little like, I don't know, like a special or something. You know, we all like get together like a thing. yeah, like a one-off thing, and I think people would appreciate it. Go get your little TV one check. Uh, yeah, yeah, you but know you know, I don't, it's not only like us though. Like reboots have become a thing now. Like yeah. they did Fuller House, they're doing Roseanne now. They're Ew. doing a whole Roseanne reboot. That I just don't understand. I just feel like our generation, like. And I was talking to my coworker, my friend at work uh, the other day, or not the other day, today actually, about this. Um, hey, Caroline. Uh, oh, we're we shouting were ta- people out? <laughs> no. What's up, I Caroline? told her I would say hi. Uh, we were talking about this actual exact topic about how reboots mm-hmm. are like a big thing. And I, it has to be our generation because we were the kids in the 90s. True. We were watching these shows. Now we're adults in yeah. the position to make decisions like this. So I don't know if it's like us wanting to be nostalgic, like, oh, I miss when Martin was on or I miss when Roseanne was on. I just think it's a bad idea. Just stop. Yeah. There's too many creative people who are coming up with new concepts and new scripts and new ideas and I would feel away if I'm like working on all these new fresh ideas and all y'all can do is give me a reboot of a 90s I think we're in a tough spot and I I don't want to get too in my my wormhole but I think you know the entertainment industry is at a is at a crossroads because you know the industry some of the executives are like hey man let's just do a gotta here and just keep showing this old stuff because we know it's going to be you know ratings 
and all that. Then you got these new directors like the dude for Black Panther, um, you know, people like that that have new, you know, new talents and new creativity that want to present new stuff to the world. And it's just like the execs, like, I don't know, should we go with the new creativity, creative stuff or should we just stick to what, you know what I'm saying, makes money. So I think eventually, man, you know, they're going to have to embrace the future because just like with hip hop, you know, we have, we have to embrace, you know, change, man. Like that's just is what it is. So that's a dub, as they say in New York. Did I say it right? It's a dub. Um, yes, you used it right. <laughs> last time I ever say that. No, it's not going to be no, the last time. No, it's not going to be last. I say I'll be saying it. Um, yeah, but it's a rap for that. So <laughs> it's a dub. <laughs> it's a dub. <laughs> that's so that crazy, crazy that you didn't man. know that that's what that meant. I mean, it don't make sense. It does make no, sense. No, it don't make sense, Listen, bro. A dub. Is half of the thing y'all be saying don't even make sense. All right, now you're no, I, it don't now make sense. Wrong. I'm not being disrespectful. Now you're I ain't even curse. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's not that many. Yeah, um, but no, nah, uh, yeah, it was it's a dub for Martin, man. So if they if they are, let me ask you this: so if they should bring back one show as a reboot, what show do you think? I know what you want to say too. That could that you think should. Oh, I know. I know what you want to say. What, what am I gonna say? Girlfriends. What, yes. I know you want to say girlfriends because, because I feel like it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah, you had it on the money. Yes, I, I think they got. could bring girlfriends back because I feel like they're they kind of started. I guess the show was like our age range now. I guess like thirties, like mm. uh, early thirties, yeah. like women, and I feel like they could easily translate that into now they're being in their mid 40s and deeper into their careers and see where their lives have gone versus like i don't know i don't know why it doesn't translate with martin because it's the same thing like martin and them were in their like late 20s they were doing their thing i don't see why it wouldn't translate but there's some you know why because martin's really a sitcom and it's the funny and if the funny is not there and the chemistry is not there it's not gonna but work. martin's not relevant no more so it's like if martin was like still doing stuff like still doing stand-up and stuff i think a reboot would be could work but since he don't even be doing much it's like yeah we see tracy we're gonna expect we're gonna want to see like that old martin he's not that old martin no more when you're exposed yourself over time we get a feel for who you are now, and we accept, okay, he's this kind of comedian nowadays. But when Martin hasn't done nothing in, like, 10 years, so to speak, it's kind of hard to judge, man. So, see you later, Martin. I love you. I'm going to watch reruns every day. I, I, You know, every day. So, God bless you, and that's a, it's a dub for that. Um, uh, do you just love that now? It's yeah, I'm, I'm using it for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> no, um, please don't. Um. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> Um, it's back to the music thing for a minute. Um, me and Amber had a conversation one day. We, you know, we make this podcast and we make the script for it. You know, a lot of times it's just ideas and conversations we have throughout the week. And, you know, we just jot it down and be like, you know, let's just save that for the podcast. So we were riding one day and we heard this guy on the radio. Um, I guess it's the guy that played Barack Obama in that Barry movie, right? Yes. So we were yes. listening to Sirius Radio and he had this R&B song, which sounded good. Um, but it sounded like every other R&B song that we hear today. Um, and when we say every other R&B song, it's like, you know, you're Bryson Tillers, you're, you're black, you know, it has that trap soul type sound to it and that chopped and screwed, like, hook to it. Um, and, I, you know, we want to just discuss it and just see, you know, why is it like that? You know, when did it start and, you know, what what's, what's preventing us from getting over this hump? Because it, Well, you know. so, okay, so I... A few years ago, I would say like maybe five years ago, there was a point in music where I felt 
and I think a couple other people felt like this and um that R&B was kind of dead or dying like I it just seemed like it was missing because you remember like the 90s was like heavy R&B everybody was an R&B singer there were like a ton of R&B groups and even going into the early 2000s R&B was really really heavy um as time progressed hip hop became a stronger force and it seemed like R&B was dying and then the artists that you really had were like the Trey Songs or the Chris Browns who are great artists but um I'll say Chris Brown especially even started to lean more towards hip hop where he would play around with rapping on songs or really like take the rapping thing seriously and that would become more of his style so it wasn't like like classic R&B so to speak it was more like hip hop infused R&B and that seemed to be the wave that things were going in and then I think it was Miguel who came out and Miguel gave me the feeling that R&B was like back. Like he was the first artist where I just felt like in a long time at that time where I felt like okay, R&B's coming back. Like Miguel is like a classic R&B artist. Um since then, I do feel like the hip hop infused R&B has been who has become the new R&B. It just feels like that's the style that everybody's going for. So, yeah, basically it's become a point now like the chopped and screwed hip hop infused R&B has become the dominant style of R&B and as I be were listening to that song in the car, I think it had like one of those like I don't know, you know the H Town, H Town, like kind of like in the Bryson Tiller style, H Town got so throw or whatever, and that just seems to be like the style that everybody's going for now. And I'm personally, I just feel like it's like it's redundant. Whack. It's redundant. I'm not saying it's whack because black is fire to me. I like Bryson Tiller. Like I wouldn't say it was whack. I won't say I'm the not gonna whack, say though. it's whack. I don't think the song's whack. No. I think that everybody doing it is kind of lame. And as we were listening, it, I was really thinking, like, where did this come from? And I remember the dream really starting that trend. I'm not going to say he started it because somebody's going to be like, nah, that's he didn't start it. But I'll say the dream really was, like, spearheading that, like, back in 2007 with, like, I Love Your Girl or... Um, ghetto or whatever you know what i'm saying all the songs the dream had where he'd do that chopped and screwed he's cursing in his songs like a, a you know like a hard dude even though he's an r&b singer and i feel like the dream really kicked that off and now like a lot of the r&b singer guys they don't want to just be like plain r&b lovey-dovey they want to show that tough side like the rappers i think it's the i mean what it, it did well the dream wasn't the one that started but what he did was he was the one to commercialize it and have his singles out there that had that type of sound to it, and I think as the late two thousands came came about, um, a lot of labels were just like, you know what, man, like R and B's a dying art. You know, we can't keep putting Trey songs out there all the time. He's the only R and B person we got. Let's just try to like blend and make one genre of music is honestly what it's like leaning towards. Because like you said, Chris Brown came out and we was like rapping and everybody clowned him for it. Everybody's like, man, this dude was rapping. Like, okay, but he sounds all right. But it's, it's whack. It's Chris Brown. But like a year or two later, everybody is doing that. Everybody's starting off slow and then they have a rap on their little R&B stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like the, the, it's sad because R&B is such a, it's a dying, it's a dying breed. It's still out there if you go looking for it. Um, well, but the labels. Would you say, sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but who would wanna, you Let say... me finish my point though. Like, I just want to say that, you know, with the labels, what they're doing is that it goes back to like the Martin example that 
you know, they're doing what sells records. They know what's going to sound good on the radio. People can sing along to it, and it's just, you know, sonically pleasing. That's it. Um, but sorry to cut you off. You were saying that who would I say is is what? Like true R&B. True R&B artists? Yeah. <sighs> That's still making music. Um, Drake? <laughs> no, um... I, it's hard to say. I mean, there's people out there that are like, uh, you know, not well known, but as far as like somebody that's just like that gives you the vibe of like an art, like a classic R and B artist, not like hip hop infused R and B, so to speak. I mean, outside of Frank Ocean, um, I don't even think. Well, that's I mean, another he's, topic. He, yeah, it's another topic, another rant for another day. Um, I can't say, man. Honestly, like that's sad to say. I really can't say. I, I would say, say Chris Miguel, Miguel yeah. Yeah, Miguel's still, even though a lot of people um, felt like his latest album wasn't as great as they wanted it to be. I I do still feel like he gives me classic R&B vibes and sticks to the R&B title. But I I feel like R&B is very few and far in between now. Everybody's kind of got this little like, it's kind of like The Weeknd when he first came out. The Weeknd, out. would you say, the is the weekend, R&B, right? No. You don't consider The Weeknd? Def- the Weeknd's a full-blown pop artist. I don't consider him... When he's not doing pop, like, I can't feel mm-hmm. my face when I'm with you, he's doing the <laughs> rapper. I was going to say The Weeknd, to me, is, like, definitely outside of the dream back then. When The Weeknd came out, he came out with this grungy, like... The same kind of style, like I'm gonna be cursing on my songs, like I don't care about these chicks, like you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. that kind of like I know what you mean, hip hop style kind of R and B, like I yeah. I don't well I mean it's nobody's just, making love songs anymore, yeah no one's making like love that. songs no more, everybody's about like a vibe now, it ain't really about like just you know I love you I love you girl, and there's no more Donnell Jones man, you yeah, know that's exactly, and I'm saying I'm like 45 years old and I was like. A romantic back in the day, but growing up, you know, you hear that stuff on the radio. So, yeah, man, that's you know that was it. There wasn't a deep dive into that, but we just had had to talk about it. Um, I think that's it from for the most part for this week. Um, we have a sports topic to talk about. I mean, sports was kind of whack outside the Super Bowl. I mean, this time of year when it comes to sports, man, it's just like they just f- trying to find stuff to talk about outside the football game because it's such a dead spot. Um, they were talking about LeBron possibly signing to the Cavs, and it just creates a media, you know, shitstorm. And it's just they do this every year with LeBron. Um, I mean, do you think it's going to happen? I told you my opinion about LeBron. I think he's going to sign with the Spurs. Honestly, I feel like he's going to sign with the Spurs. I feel like him going to LA puts him in the same position he's in now, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, and again, if y'all are listening to sports, man, I know this is just about culture and all that stuff, but, you know, sports, holla at me, holla at Am, and let her know what you feel about it because I will argue with you. Colin, um, LeBron is the GOAT, all right? No, I'm playing with you, bro. Um, but, yeah, LeBron and Golden State, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, more serious news, you know, Russell Butler, um, you know, he passed in a car accident with his wife. Um, I think it was earlier last week, man. Like, Amber told me that stuff. She told me about it, and then they started talking about it, um, you know, online, man. And I was just like, damn, like, just, you know, 
somebody you just saw playing, I think it was in that big three league, man, and just playing, you know, in the NBA a couple of years ago, just died at such a young age, man, from a car accident. It's, it's very sad. And then just when I looked at his name online, you know, seeing his last tweet was like a few, like a couple of hours before he crashed, you know, pretty much saying in a nutshell, you know, just live your best life and don't, you know, don't fear anything. Just, you know, do what's best for yourself in a nutshell. So, um, you know, condolences to his family and then also and his wife's family, and his wife's family as, well. as well. Yeah. And then also um, yesterday they said the coastal linebacker who's actually from down here. Um, he went to Westlake, same school as Cam Newton. He um, Edwin Johnson. Yeah, Edwin Jack- Jackson. Um, Jackson. Yeah, he got hit by a, he was with his Uber driver and some drunk driver just ran into the back of them while they were standing outside and just, you know, tossed their body in the air and killed them, man. So, you know. I hate to talk about death or you know stuff like that but it's you know it's real so you know condolences to his family and you know if he has any kids stuff like that um you know and we'll and in closing you know today is today right today today is the birthday of Trayvon Martin um he I mean, would have been 23 years yeah. old which is mind-blowing to me that you know, he was 17 when he passed, you know, so he would have been a full-grown man. Who knows what he would have been or what he could have done. So um, it's just a reminder that, you know, his life was cut short way too fast. And um, it, it's, it still hurts, you know, when you think about it. So rest in peace to Trayvon Martin and, you know, sending yeah. thoughts and prayers to his family. The thing with Trayvon Martin, man, it was like one of the first events pretty much to open this conversation. It's not what he's called a dialogue, man. It just opened it up um, and it showed just how things are in this country, man. Like, you know, I think back when Trayvon was, when he passed, I think social media was pretty much starting to boom back then. So, like, you know, things were spreading like wildfire you know, you got news clips, you saw this stuff, this kid with a hoodie, man, and, like, I'm sitting there with a hoodie on, so, you know, that that stuck with me, you know, and it always will stick with me for the rest of my life, man, and that was just the beginning of, you know, a terrible set of few years, you know, somebody was dying every other day, every other um, month, it seemed like, from, like, whether the cops or just some kind of nonsense, so, you know, God bless his family, God bless Trayvon Martin, happy birthday, young king, and, you know, we'll continue to celebrate you, you know, even while you're not here, man. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So that was it for this week, man. We didn't have a lot to talk about. You know, it was a dead week. Um, next week is the big week, so we're going to talk about the Black Panther, since everybody was telling me to go buy tickets for it now and all this stuff, man. I swear to goodness, I won't say swear to get whatever. This movie better be good, man. Because I'm not. I'm. You know, I, I get it. We got to support everything, but this movie better be good, or I'm. I'm. I'm going to have a bone to pick. With all them cats. It'll be good. You think so? I think it'll be good. I don't see why. Why do we even like anticipate that it might be bad? Because they're always saying something's gonna be good because it's ours, man. Like I don't like. I'm gonna. Why support... can't we just support it and then? Because I'm just I'm stingy. But we. Uh, see... I'm playing. It goes back to you know. I'm gonna support. I'm just joking, man. You know, I'm just joking. So we'll be there in the theater, man, supporting that movie. Um, shout out to that director, man. Like for real, like he's, he's you know, for him to be 31, is that what he is? Yeah, 31. I believe so. Cheers to that dude, man. Because he said, "Cheers." Cheers with my water. <laughs> no, because it's honestly, and I, and I know we're trying to end, but that should just show, man. Like at any age, you can do whatever you want. Like at any point of your life, whether you're 29, 31, 21, man. Like there's no age limit on on your talent, and you know what I'm saying in your dreams. So. 
I just I hope more people can just start taking chances on what they want to do and what they believe in, man. So that's it. That's you know, and we, me and Em, been talking about it just daily. We've been getting constant reminders that just taking a chance on this podcast was like the right thing. You know what I'm saying? The hardest part was just to put out that first episode and then get constructive criticism. But like you know, now that we've done that, we we feel like that's the hardest part. You know, and we're, it's only up from here. So. You know, to everybody that got their own business, that's doing their own thing, man. Salutes to you all, and to those that are thinking about it, just do it. If you, yeah, if you want to do something, I would say just go for it. It was amazing how much feedback I received from people just saying like, "Yo, like, like, this is amazing. You, you should have been done this." Or I'm glad that you did it, and you're not thinking like that. You're always in your own head, so. You would be very, very surprised how many people are supporting you and how many people are rooting for you. So just go for it. Life is so, so short. Not to be on a grim note, but it, it, it's the truth. So, hey, just just do what you want to do. Yeah. And that being said, thank you for joining us. Coming up two months from now, Coachella. All right. Leading up to it, we got a lot to talk about. Um We'll, you'll get a podcast live from Coachella that weekend from us um, and then a few other events you know leading up to the summer so stay tuned for us guys um, thank you again for for listening and we'll be back next week with more to talk about all right